This is the John Hallett Podcast with John Hallett. It's because the way we're living, we need to change it, make a change today. and all business. learn from failure. Maybe they just wanted it a little bit more than you. That's probably the fact. And now your host, John Hallett. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. How are you guys doing out there? Please comment. We are live on Facebook today. So if you've got questions, you want to add your two cents, we'd love to hear it um, because I don't know everything Josh does. <laughs> I'm coming in now. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I try my best. I was going to say, no, Josh doesn't, but he knows more than me. All right. He's setting this thing up. Otherwise, I don't know if we would actually be set up. So... Um, what are we talking about today, Josh? You had, you told me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we've got a go. few things, you know, kind of like soft kids, what's going on in schools these days, and then just training in general. But I kind of want to start with training because you, uh, man, we just had a heck of a morning getting everybody trained. So I was watching the uh, Peaceful, uh, Warrior, Peaceful class. Warrior class and just watching some of the grappling and how much work, like you, you don't realize how much of a workout training is. Yeah, working you know that sprawl I mean? defense, somebody trying oh. to take you down as you're trying to get back up. Right. Is what we were working on today. Yep. Trying to get up off the ground and somebody's trying to tackle you back or go for a single leg, double leg. Yeah, that's really hard even just working it slow and clean and trying to let people work through. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the weight of it's your a good opponent, workout. Like when uh, Jeff, he's one of our bigger fighters here. And when he gets on top of you, oh my gosh. Like it's hard enough when John was on top of me and we're grappling and you, I can't breathe and we put somebody who exceeds like 200 pounds and suddenly it's like, <gasps> yeah, and, and you're like, find your fight breath, Josh, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm like, breathe, Josh, breathe. <laughs> it was so. so hard, dude. Oh my gosh. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, what I, I, we really want people to have a good relationship with training. So what would you say to those who are like on the verge or on the fence right now? Um, you, guys you know, I've had a couple guys and they... Um, said so they wanted to start with the fitness program, and I mean, you know, that's fine, yeah. But to bo like both of them, I'm like, you can do our Krav Maga program, you're gonna get in shape, don't worry about it. Um, but I think that's really common. Like, well, I'm gonna, do I'm like, hey, the workouts are tough too, <laughs> you know, I'm like, they're not, um, quote, easy, but you got to pace yourself through. We've had 70, 80-year-old yeah. um, members in the gym. You just got to go at your own pace. Um, actually, it was with yesterday's crazy uh, tornado warnings and hail. I had really small kids' classes yesterday. Um, I had them all be the assistant instructor. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I was trying to be really quick, and then I had to quickly remind them that they were the assistants, and they, were, <laughs> they could... Uh, you know, of course, like the first girl um, and her brother's in the class as well. Um, her dad, the dad's a member as well. So it's great seeing the whole family. I'm in there. But, you know, now sister's like, 100 burpees. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you know, as the assistant instructor, you have to do it too. You're getting warmed up to, to train with everybody else as the assistant. Um, you know, don't forget... Um, I'm the instructor. I've done all this stuff before. I wouldn't make anybody do anything that I haven't done before, sure. but I can't warm up. You know, I'm not doing every single class. I'm the instructor. Um, sometimes I'll get myself moving a little bit, you know, even just for demonstrations, but it was just funny. And then I had my teens do it and, you know, they all had event, you know, I think there was like four or five um, max in there. The time they get through with their like two to three minute warm up, like they're all red faced, like especially the elementary school kids. But yeah. you just have to start. That's what it's about. If, whatever you're going to do, you want to start playing tennis, well, go out and play tennis. You know, do, like, right. well, hold on, I'm going to walk around the block and, you know, hey, start playing and getting that actual real feedback because you're not really doing self-defense if you're playing a video game. You know, if you're working out, you're not getting that stuff. You know, things can be slow. Um, we strive to be beginner friendly and just like, hey, have that feedback. Hey, can you slow it down for me? You know, some points of advice that I was giving even my adults um, last Friday, we had a lot of 101 stuff going on. Mm. In that class, um, I only teach it once a week, the beginners at that time slot. And uh, 
was going to him like, guys, you got to give feedback to the person. You know, one thing you can do is comp like, hey, you're really fast. Can you just slow it down for me because I'm not as fast as you? Then you complimented the person. It's not getting any egos involved. Like, hey, stop going so hard. And people are like, you're going hard. Well, people, it's really tough to figure out training. You can go slow. You know, of course, some of our training wants to be hard and hitting pads, but a lot of partner work, it's like stupid YouTube. Like, oh, that was a compliant person. You're like, it's a demonstration for kids or it's a demonstration. People are trying to see it. Like, and who wants to get punched in the throat? I know, right? Like, you got to simulate some of the stuff. You actually have to do real sparring. You know, it's where some people like, hey, I'm going to kick you or punch you in the groin. That's Krav Maga. Somebody might punch you in the groin. You know, I think a lot of fighters out there, how are you going to deal with it? You know, it makes some people mad. It's not an end-all, be-all. But you got to get hit. Yeah. It's all part of it, you know, and that's sparring. That's not beginner stuff and starting like we yeah, kind of started this little conversation off on. But it's about, you know, feedback and, you know, helping people out. That's where suck less comes from. You know, try to get um, a little bit better. Try to help your partner. Try to help the community. Try to help everybody suck a little bit less. Um, we've actually got a Jamie... And I are working on, or she's working on all the pictures and stuff for me on a 10 Steps to Sucking Less um, downloadable little ebook. That's nice. Out there that'll be coming. I can't wait to read. Soon. So, yeah, you need to read it. I do need to read it because. Can you cue up the little, like, audience, like, laughing? <sighs> yeah, I wish you'd told me that. I mean. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That, that, uh, you know I love to bust on you. I know. I love you, Josh. I only make fun of you because I like you. Really? It doesn't... You hit me a lot. Does that mean Yeah, if you I didn't like, like you, I wouldn't make fun of you. Oh. Well, thank you. I, I think. <laughs> you think? I think. There, there have been days you put me into the ground and I'm like, I think he, I think he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. I think this is, this is like a little fight. It's just a little bit of love, Josh. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Oh, I know. Like Ernie a, Kirk from... Philadelphia. I just remember. Fantastic guy. Ernie Kirk gave me that one. Yeah. Um, just showing you a little bit of Krav Maga love. It's just a little, a little bit of love. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really showed it the day that Todd was in with our IDS training. And there were a couple times you put me in the ground. We'll say gently. And I'm sitting there talking with Todd. And he's like, yeah, he's just, he's just being nice to you. He's just showing you what you're missing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or like, Ike. Oh. Was it? Oh, yesterday you mean Ike? Uh. That was with Todd. Ike oh, says that was the same Todd. stuff in wrestling too. Yeah, if you didn't Todd know. was saying that, uh, Ike was saying the same thing in uh, yeah. in yeah. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> so some of you don't know, right? Our coach, like, not only um, going to different certifications and stuff and ongoing training that we try to do, you know, especially after the stupid COVID, um, things are even getting more ramped up that <sighs> yeah. I see around there. But you know, the, that's the part of the IDS. You know, training and getting better as instructors. We have a wrestling coach that comes in and, it's and works with uh, the instructors. It is so much fun. It's early it's, in the morning. Wrestling is so hard. Like I was talking about before, when you just have somebody on top of you, like that is a huge challenge. And now it's a it's a fight. It's a wrestle, right? And you're like, man. Yeah. But it's worth it's, it. I mean, it's fun. You know, that's a, you just got to keep it fun. Yeah. Um, when somebody wants to, when you're going to start something, you just have to start. And do it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you're not going to be perfect at the beginning. You know, sometimes I think people are like, I'm going to get really good before I start, or really in no, shape. Oh, just show up and get good. Just so. train. Just train. That's all I ever, yep. like, tell people. And but. it's pretty crazy, the excuses I'm starting to hear, because I've been here so long now. People just are like, well, I just, I don't know. I don't have the time, or I, I, I'm just out of shape, and i got to get into shape. And I'm like, well, really? Just show up. Wouldn't you rather get into shape with somebody else? Instead of on your own? And are you going to do it on your own? Yeah, are so you? many people just don't. Are it's you? the rare individual that is going to get in shape all yeah. on their own, right? That's definitely um, hard for people to do and self-motivate. There's definitely people out there that can do it. That can do it. You know, I, I feel like I'm one of those per people. I can do it, but you know, there's some days that I'm like, "Oh, I could vacuum the gym," or "Oh, you know." Yeah. Um, Just finding motivation around people is hard enough, let alone uh, trying to get up on your own and do it. Yeah, yeah. So having a group, having, you know, that's definitely I think helps out a lot of people. So. 
Well, fitness is, is a crazy thing. So what do you think fitness is like in high school right now? If you had to put a gauge on it, is it different than what you well, right, experienced? Isn't it like an opt-in? Like they don't have it Wait, you get every opt- year? No, no, no. What, they get to opt in the gym? Well, I don't think they, they physically not. I, I'm not positive. You're like, see, I'm a bad parent. Wasn't I saying that earlier? We didn't want to um, say it. Well, I didn't want you to say it, but you did. So, <laughs> Hey, we're all, um, I'll tell you my joke in a minute. But um, <laughs> that, you know, I think they don't have to take it all four years. I think they do like, I they, could, they could do like my daughter and stepson, you know, are doing, uh, we got one that's going to be a freshman next year. But really? Um, they can do, they do strength and conditioning class, but I think, you know, I don't think Lucy has, um, has that this semester. I mean, they're changing things up at CV. It's kind of going back yeah. to like traditional, like we did like six classes a day where yeah. they were doing whatever. I don't know what they were doing, but, um, but yeah, I know like Lucy's inundated with chemistry and, you know, she does tutoring twice a twice a week chemistry's uh, hard i mean good for her though i mean she ends yeah up becoming she's a chemist. Her, I mean, my like probably all the kids are smarter than me but my oldest is they're they're all smarter than me so i thought i shut this off josh i did too it's okay i don't even know where my phone is it it's probably downstairs through. yeah your phone's downstairs I threw well, see that's good glad we locked the doors <laughs> what is happening School's just um, different than it used to be, man. It just, and I don't have kids in school, so full full disclosure there, I don't have kids. So what I'm operating off of the whole 1990s high school kid experience, right? And it was gym class in the morning, band in the afternoon, and then usually sport in the afternoon. But I, I did a lot of, actually, if you didn't know, I was an arts person, which makes a lot of sense. But it, it I mean, there was almost always a requirement to do gym. We had to do something called a portfolio, and in it, you had to have so many exercise hours, so many training hours. And at the time, I thought that was the stupidest thing ever, right? But I look back at it now, and I'm like, they were trying to give me a healthy relationship with exercise. And I was too dumb to see it, right? I'm just a dumb kid. You know that 15-year-old boy mentality, the ego, you're like, whatever. It's not not doing anything for me. So is it different now from what I've just described to to then, right? Is it, I mean, what does it look like now as a high school student? I don't even know. Yeah, me either. I mean, they've got, you know, their, their classes and, you know, God, they, here they can leave. We couldn't leave for lunch. You know, our kids can leave. Really? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they're all, I mean, God, I was just, somebody was just saying that, um, I'm going to forget, uh, what university but like everything on the university is now like chipotle chick-fil-a panda express there's like like the cafeteria stuff is really just gone so we had we had pizza and uh chick-fil-a in our in my high school when i was a kid well we We thought it was great fast food on nantucket island anyways so you didn't have that there huh no no our school had had tacos tacos and steamboat pizza (laughs) <laughs> small and businesses and Henry's yeah. sandwich shop. Some, so, did you miss any of those sandwiches from there? Oh, as a Henry's sandwiches. Oh, yeah. What was your so favorite good. there? They were so good. Oh, I want a good sandwich now. So, um, yeah. I mean, they have. You know, I think things are tougher for them now. In some ways, they got cyberbullying, and you can't just yeah. you know go home and be on your own. There's you know people reaching out and snap and all that other stuff but yeah exercise unless they're in sports um you know they're probably not doing anything and that's uh, it's really sad i think you know i don't know where we go from here i mean who knows where people are joining this um podcast and it maybe took a second but you know this is really kind of what we wanted to talk about and i think I could get better as a parent. I was joking around to the to the kids, and I have like told them like five times, "I am kidding. Do not go back home and tell your parents." Um, <laughs> like this is totally. I'm just joking around, but we're all getting better. I'm like, that's why your parents have two kids because the first one that they're just experimenting. They're your first kid. <laughs> Did you say that to kids for real? Yeah, Josh. Come on, man. <laughs> I did. That's so and like up. the oldest, and I and. The reason I said it, cause I had a bunch of older siblings and then like, you know, they always like dominate over the younger yeah, one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, Ugh. and I'm like, 
Oh yeah. So they have a second one because they're making mistakes with you, you know, they messed <laughs> up, got a second chance. Oh, that's I mean, so it's back to, I mean, uh, um, I'm the oldest it's probably kid, so, Bill yeah. Cosby. And even though he's been, you know, what, like what he did was ridiculous. Was um, uh, it makes me sick. Um, but he was a funny comedian. Um, I love, I think it was like, day. you know, or maybe it was somebody else like, right. Like I, you know, brought you into this world. I'll take you out of this world. <laughs> um, comedian back there in the eighties or nineties that, you know, oh, yeah, we're getting better as parents. I know I am. And I look at, you know, things that I do and you think it was right. And just, you know, what we were talking about, um, last week, you know, like civilized to death. I think it's a fantastic book and, we've got to make a change somehow or I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I mean, I'm very optimistic, but you kind of look at things going on and you look at this book and you look at just where we've gone even in the last 10 years, 20 years, you just start compounding out and going, you know, we thought we were doing right. Even, you know, parents back to, you know, the milk carton kid and get the kids sheltered and, Oh God, they might get abducted. I mean, it is ridiculous. The stats on that. It's safer now to go out and play outside than it was when we were kids. It's just crazy that we could all get better. I'm by no means perfect. Um, You know, that's one reason I do the podcast that, Hey, there's a little bit of your dad out there talking, you know, just Mm. being himself. You know, I got to work with my father and, you know, being on a job site and, you know, you get to see another side of your parent that wasn't, you know, quote dad, it was, you know, the business side. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my kids have been around the gym when they were little, but, you know, they're getting old, like, you know, they're older and older. So it's one reason I do this, that there's, you know, just a little bit more of a piece of their dad, I guess, but I'm trying to figure it out. And you look at things you're like, should you have given them a cell phone? When do you give them a cell phone? How much TV? I mean, there was right. a stat um, that it was like every 10%, no, every hour, I guess, of TV that when they're toddlers and that age group, that they're yeah. more likely to suffer problems from attention deficit disorder and all these other things that you look at and you're like, what are we doing? You know, but like, hey, we've got to work and both parents have got to work and you got to try to pay for the house. And, you know, geez, like these people over here went on vacation to Hawaii. Like, oh, geez, their life looks so great. We should go to Hawaii. We've got to be working. It's just, it's just so hard to where we're at. You know, I kind of look, sometimes I'm like, you know, another, uh, I really like a pickup truck. I miss my pickup truck. I love my Jeep. I can get off road with it. But, you know, sometimes day to day, you're like, well, geez, Josh, can you take me to Home Depot and get some plywood in your pickup truck? I mean, yeah, and that works, like, right? That's back to the tribal thing. Like, right. yeah, do you really need it? Can you just ask a buddy? But, oh, gosh, you know. And I'm like, but now, you know, buy a used one, but you still got to buy You know, you're still going to buy it. it. You're right. still going to insure it. Yeah. And you're just like, it's just you know, more money, like, oh, the harder, harder you have to work and keep everything up. So sure. I think where we're at is just really a tricky place in time. We were smart enough to change it, but are we going to change it? And you look at, do we want to? Yeah. Do people really want to? And you look at how many kids are on prescription drugs and you look at the side effects. I mean, it's unreal now. Um, like civilized to death. I believe the chapter is, let me, I'll tell you what it is. Right. That, um, it's, it's, crazy. it's, um, it's, it's not turbulence hard. teens. It's raising hell chapter seven and then turbulent teens. You know, we look at these active shooter stuff and these kids and like how many kids that are diagnosed with ADHD that I think it's three quarters of them at least, um, are on, a prescription med with side effects from you that read them yourself, yeah. you know, that anger voices. You got uh, it's crazy. Like we're putting yeah. this stuff on and you go, is this just normal kid behavior? But we're trying to get these kids to sit in their chair and learn. 
and we're trying to fight how we evolved. And that's a better yeah. topic for you and how we evolved as an anthropologist that you're like, yeah. we're, we're trying to fight this. Oh, so let's just change your brain chemistry. Exactly. Billions, billions. Guys, it's just, just alone on ADHD medication. Billions of dollars these people are making. Why do they want to change us? Why do they want to change? We need to make the change here that these companies shouldn't be on TV. Yeah, and the commercials. Let, we got to take a hard look at this stuff. Like, we didn't need this. What? We did not. Kids did not need this. And now all of a sudden, every kid's got to be on. They can't sit still. Maybe the school system should change. Yeah. Kids, Maybe how we're teaching kids should change. We, I would argue we don't know what kids' behavior really is. Right? We, we have this idea as educators and parents that they should be X. But when you grew up, you, you didn't fall into any bins or, or, or piles, right? Kids are just all over the place. So first thing I'd argue is we don't know what normal behavior is. Second, you're, you're trying to give kids a bunch of drugs during their, their developmental years with their brains. And when you introduce a drug like that, how does that affect brain chemistry and, and, and long-term growth, you know? That, and we're seeing generations of some really odd side effects starting to pop up, right? Autism's at an all-time high, you know? Why, why did that increase? Uh, attention deficit disorder, you know, everyone says it might be on an increase, but if we don't understand what human behavior is at that age, truly, then ADHD just could be some sort of name we put on a behavior that kids have that is just it's part natural. of being normal. It's right? normal. It's normal kid yeah. behavior. Like, teach it. Watch John teach a kid's class. Yeah. You know, watch him teach a, a teen's class. The teens are pretty good because they're at that, that stage where they'll listen to you, but even then, it's just hard getting them to focus, right? I mean, that's it's part of being learning on top of it. See, the other thing is, do we recognize when a kid's learning or do we just consider it odd behavior in a classroom? I don't know, I'm not a teacher, and that's gotta be a hard job, but. Yeah, yeah. being a teacher is not easy whatsoever. Yeah. You know, in there, I mean, anybody that's gonna take on that profession, you know, hats off to them to be in a right. classroom all day with these kids is not easy. Um, and then you're battling so much. I mean, just the prescription, like kids on medication. Mm -hmm. I think it's normal boy behavior, especially, but same thing. Um, girls, like, are we really supposed to be sitting there all day? <laughs> the other thing is, is in a classroom and they, you know, recess gets cut short, uh, these different things. What? So, um, Boy behavior, right? There is a level of aggression that we have to have. It's just inside of us. We're a primate, like any other primate. There's, there's built-in things about masculinity that we have, and our society is like very anti-masculine. Do you disagree with that statement? There, it's I, I out there. Like, it's out there, and I feel like some of these voices are getting magnified yeah. for whatever reason. So you're like, what is the truth? Do, really, do a lot of people really believe this? Or not, you know, I don't know. You like, it's so hard to filter through the noise yeah. now, right? I mean, it is just so hard to filter through that. I just don't know what, but definitely it's out there. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, um, you know, you get into that, oh, we're gonna cancel you when you're so, uh, you're so mean, but, it's, we need men. We, that's how we evolved. We need women. We need them to nurture. We need men to protect. And certainly, both can go out there. Like, both roles are, you know, switch. Um, I believe it's Empire, uh, Chimp Empire, I was just talking to you about. That is a great, yeah. um, you know, some people don't like Netflix because of some of the stuff. Uh, <laughs> that sure is out there and what you can't, you know, what gets, yeah, it's chimp empire. Yeah. Um, so one of, I think it's like the West, um, group, uh, great little thing, but the, there's not a lot of males in this group. So the, the females go out with the males to patrol and protect their borderlines, right? Where their, sure. their fruit trees are and all that stuff that the females go out there in this group. Now, the other group has way more males. The females don't. It's just we need both. And to, you know, 
for lack of a better word, pussify all these boys. It's ridiculous. We need protectors. Um, what are we going to do? I think it was Ike said the other day, like, yeah. goodness gracious, if we have a Hitler come up, what are these kids going to do? Like, are you saying mean things to us? I think they're the kids. I see kids come through our program that, you know, are the protectors that they do want to stand up. They are out there. Um, you know, you had said to me this morning, like, no, you know, the schools that, you know, is it their place to teach, you know, obviously guns and all that stuff. But I'm like, you know, these teenagers don't even know they're, they're, I'm teaching them how to disarm a gun. They don't know how to hold the gun and oh, it's the school system. Is it the parents? Um, I know. And I said, Hey, a lot of our parents are two a parents, but how much training are the kids getting in time? Mm-hmm. And that's what, um, the citizen defender program is fantastic you know, of what we're doing so that, you know, you can get those fundamentals without going to the range, without spending hundreds, hundreds of dollars on ammo, on ammo. And the kids are way safer (laughs) with a cert pistol than they are with a regular pistol. Um, you know, especially if you have two kids and you're like, Hey, (laughs) okay, down range. And you got one kid with a finger on the trigger. (laughs) Right. Um, so, you know, teaching them with the cert pistol is a great way to do it, but it's just so tough, Josh. I don't know how to get out besides we need a, we need a leader, you know, we need it from the top down or is it the small groups like us? And there's so many other ones out there of like pushing these things, you know, that we need to make a change in, I think how we're raising our kids. I made plenty of mistakes. You know, as soon as you, you know, I go back to, you know, I'm divorced. Was that the right thing? You know, my mom said, you know, kids are resilient. You know, I went, am I a happier parent? Am I going to be better mm-hmm. at raising them? And then you run into all the divorce problems, all these things. And my oldest son doesn't want to talk to me. My adopted son doesn't want to talk to me because I thought I was doing the right things. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought my adopted son uh, always, you know, I was, I wasn't really dad, but I was, and you know, there was tough dynamics um, with my ex-wife and you know, she was learning, you're right. Everybody's just trying to figure crap out. Oh, yeah. And no, I thought I would make it easier on him by not making him kind of choose me. Was that a mistake? Yeah, looking back, it was probably a mistake. Um, Now, my oldest um, son doesn't want to talk to me because, you know, I wouldn't give him college money to rent an apartment with his girlfriend. Hey, I was like, I'm a hopeless romantic kid. I just don't think it's the, the best idea. I'm not going to give you money to fund that. If you want to do that, go ahead. But of course, no, he doesn't want to talk to me either because of that. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's all tough being a parent, right? You're just like, hey, um, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to do the right thing that I think here and now we all make mistakes, right? So it's tough. I don't know. I'm not perfect by any means, but, you know, you look back and go, geez, maybe the way we're raising kids now and, you know, trying to educate myself and read and look at different things. And you you read this civilized to death book and you're like, geez, you know, is it, I think there's another book out there and it was uh, something to do with uh, economics and the way we're raising kids. I forget the author, but he cites him in civilized to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so interesting of like, like I said before, like now both parents are working. There's less touch and right. like interaction that the kids had. Um, it is really... They don't have to leave their house to have interaction. Yeah, and They've it was more phone. of a tribal just... thing. And that's where I guess when I was, you know, contemplating this and I have not sent it to you, um, that I was thinking of a time, me yeah. and my friend, oh, and I had one more in there. Um, were riding our bikes and we had set up jumps. Like my father, Oh yeah. Um, being in construction, there was plenty of sawhorses. There were plenty of 
um, staging planks, you know, and old school, <laughs> not aluminum guys. I'm talking old school, two, two and a half inch by 12 um, staging planks over by the barn. And, you know, we would, we would um, make jumps um, all the time. And we never and, wore helmets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Helmets. I had my Huffy. <laughs> Yeah. Don't laugh at my Huffy bike. I loved Huffy. I had a Huffy 2 um, and a BMX. Whatever. I had my Huffy bike um, that we got at Child World down, you know, down the road. And uh, gosh, it, it was probably, and my wife would make like one, so one socket. I can't, probably can't, I can't even say it now. Um, one socket Rhode Island because we were like, uh, like a mile away from the Rhode Island border from where I grew up. So... Whenever you get those pictures, Josh, yeah. um, let me know. Oh, Actually, I had them? one more. I just sent you the pictures. So now, working it, working it. by any means, is this the hood? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Where I grew up. You're like, it's not. I mean, this is picturesque New England. So when you get, get them up, and I don't have, I'm not live with you. You can kind of look at them and tell me which one you're looking at um, in there. Yeah, let me get this first one. This looking, looks like it's got a house on the corner. I'm going to break it in for everybody. So bear with us here. I didn't know John was going to send me some pictures. So yeah, We're making Josh work versus sit there. I'm still technically working. You know, my wife and I, she's like, all you do is press yeah. buttons. And I yeah. was like, Tara, he's mm. just pressing buttons. I am not. That's like saying that all she does is, is count pills for a living. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever say that. So oh, over the top here, um, it's going to take over our screen. We've got the... Uh, it was the house in the corner, and I'm showing which one, that. Which Which screen are you on? Which? Uh, it, uh, the very first one that you put in the order. So just mainly a tree and like the stone wall fence. Yeah, and there's the red. The red flowers just on the left hand side, and then there's some. The streets going away from us, right? And there's some power lines, and there's a, a garage, two car garage that looks really nice. It's a beautiful looking place. Man. Yeah, you can just scroll through them, but that's literally. Yeah. The street, you know, the old barn, it was yellow, and yeah. the barn was brown. I think it was just siding um, in there. So that was your old haunt, huh? So that, so that little circular driveway, we would like, there's a tiny hill, nothing compared to a Colorado, like nothing. I think the, uh, like some of the little elevation changes in our rec path outside the gym for uh, running and Project Fit have a bigger elevation, but it had, you know, quote, a hill for uh, Massachusetts um, where yeah. we were. I mean, there are bigger hills, but they're nothing compared to Colorado and the Rockies. But we would come down that, we'd hit the driveway, right? Hit a jump or come out of the driveway. You can see the little bit of a slope there, get a little bit of speed, hit jumps in the street. But backing away, if you're looking at the one with the garage and then the colonial house, there's just a little hill past those red flowers, you know, like 25, 50 feet, yeah. a little slope. There's actually two barns, and I was looking at it. They've, it looks like they've torn down one of them, unfortunately. Part of the original, this was built in seven, the 1700s, oh, 1760, oh. something crazy. Because the, um, There was two old, barns yeah. across the street that were originally part of the whole homestead. Um, but now across the street where there was a driveway and a house that had that kind of five acres, two and a half acres, I think something like around there, there's now a street going down to another subdivision, but wow. you know, but a lot of the street is there, you know, three, there looks like most of the stuff is kind of an acre ish lot. So it's nice. It's not like so many of these Colorado developments where you're, it's the minimum right. <laughs> fire code. Um, for your um, next door neighbor. So I just remember that guy stopping because we had come out of the driveway mm. and in front of him. And now this guy is yelling at me. And <laughs> of course, I'm scared because you're kind of mad, like, whatever, don't tell it. You know, you're like, you know, we're, gosh, you know, third, third grade, fourth grade at the most. Cause I, I was, I, I did not, I was not there in fifth grade. We moved out the summer, moved to Nantucket Island, um, the summer, um, after fourth grade. So it, I mean, gosh, I could have been in second grade. I have no idea, but we're, we're hitting jumps, but this guy's now yelling at us. Like I could have killed, I'm sure we shocked the crap. I shocked the crap out of him. Right. He was scared. <laughs> he was going to run a kid, run a kid over. 
right? But he's yelling like people have like, gosh, if I yelled at, I mean, well, I've beeped at kids. I mean, my kids probably have, or probably somebody like that guy in the Rocky Mountain Jeep yelled at us, go tell their parents, you know, whatever. I mean, I've had kids throw stuff at the street, You're like stop and be like, what are you guys doing? But, you know, um, it takes a, it takes the quote village to raise kids. And that's how, you know, the extended family, everybody in the tribe trying to help. Now you say something to somebody's kid. They want to sue you. And they're, they're mad, you know, and you know, just actually on Sunday, I have no idea. I'm kind of cleaning out the garage a little bit and working in the front, um, thatching the front grass. And I don't, you know, who knows what the mom said. You know, again, I've made tons of mistakes, but she's yelling at, looks like um, she comes in with another car and they were looking for the sun. And you've been gone for two hours, get inside. Uh, and I'm like, okay, hey, maybe, I don't know, right? There's a gazillion what ifs. But I'm like, I was out behind there. Either side, guys, is just woods. Like you kind of see behind the house. We had a garden. We had a really big backyard. Not that if you, yeah, if you kind of scroll, the one picture is our side yard. Uh, the You can see the stone wall kind of curves around yep, and there's a yep. house way in the back in the yep, trees. I got it up. Okay, so that house was not there. My parents sold a piece over there. Yeah. In the, the, the far right, there was a pond. Spent plenty of time in a canoe in that little pond. Unsupervised. Oh. <laughs> in there. I mean, you could certainly drown, but it was not that deep. <laughs> it was fun. Depending on how much water. It, did, it could get really deep um, if we had a, ton, a wet spring. But that house wasn't there. Yeah. You know, we used to play baseball over here. Um, we were in the back playing all the time, like for hours and hours building forts. <sighs> but mom. now get inside. These moms, I feel like so many of these parents, and I think it's a mistake, let them go outside and learn. I mean, it's just not me. I mean, read, I mean, civilized to death. He's smarter than me. That we, these kids need unsupervised play to learn how to be adults. So many of these yeah. parents, the helicopter parents, right? Everybody knows that terminology. I think it's crazy. We need to change and let them be kids. You know, we were out there playing around. I mean, plenty of stuff happened on the street. Um, it's picturesque New England. Um, but there was, um, at one point around this wooded New England area, there was uh, broad daylight, um, chainsaw, um, thieves that were breaking into the houses with chainsaws and nobody really thought anything of it. Wow. <laughs> broad daylight. Um, there was, I mean, oh gosh, I mean one, cause shit happens. But there was a kidnapping and a murder up the road. Um, it was in Rhode Island, I believe, over the border. But it was up this little street into the woods. There was a, you know, quote, cave, but it was mainly... Okay. Um, it was, I mean, it was some rock formations. And A, it was a little bit more hilly up at the top because actually the... Uh, the it got to be a pretty nice hill that we could book down. Like it was a good New England hill that would go down and get tons of momentum on as kids. But we um, tried to find it as kids. Yeah. Um, We went off on the adventure. Um, Gosh, I think it was either Dana or Andrew got stung by bees um, as we were crossing this little stream (laughs) and we had to ditch his bike and, um, tell our parents what we were doing. So then, um, Dana's dad was a cop, you know, (laughs) they took us there to see it. Like, Hey, this is where this girl was abducted. I think there was still like a blanket left in there. That's weird. Um, but you know, Hey, these things happen now. Will we banish to the house? No, we were still out there as kids. I think we need to look at how we're raising our kids and God, I, Hey, I've made plenty of mistakes, but you know, give them more freedom, you know, 1975 out there, 76, you know, in that, that zone, you know, things happened everywhere, but are we overprotecting our kids or, 
you know, we've got to monitor every little thing that these kids do and like, let them work it out and figure out there's a pecking order. Um, My mom wouldn't let us back in the house. Yeah. She's, you know, if it got warm, you were outside. When the sun started to go down, you would listen for mom to yell, it's time to come home. That was summer. Every day when I was a kid. Yeah, or be back when the streetlights come on. Yeah, that was, yeah. If we we're didn't have streetlights on this street. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we did. Come back when it's, you know, um, when it's dark. Hey, how far would you ride on your bike? Like, I could, dude, there were some places I went far. Yeah, we went pretty far. We'd go pretty far. A lot of times we would stick to the street, and there was a street behind there. That's yeah. where Daner lived. He lived behind yeah. our house. Um, which, you know, you're like, I guess I can't, I mean, it was like five, five acres ish and like his, so you'd go through the woods. Um, we had a big, big garden. I mean, it was probably like, it wasn't a football field, but it was, you know, it was a good 75 yards maybe, um, back there. And then we would go back through the woods and we're still weren't to Dana's house. We had tons of forts back there. But we would go up and down those streets. We would go into Rhode Island, but we would we probably we probably went all the way to where it was a much bigger road. I mean, that little road um, is how it is. But it was you know a very busy two lane. It's probably four lanes now. But then you know that went into really a bigger section of Rhode Island. But there was a farm at the end. We drove there, and I was like busy cars and you know if you went another few miles then it was um child world and you know the the old stuff and it was actually where i first saw like a karate school cool i remember like i i can't quite remember you know i'm like what's that i don't know if i had an interest or if my parents were like yeah <laughs> we can't afford it i don't know <laughs> like I, I might not have said anything but i remember being like how oh, is that karate like mm, what, <laughs> what is the that? heck's that it was you know, there was a couple um, of those type of places, but I just remember going to Child World. That was where I got my Huffy bike. I believe my grandfather bought it. One of my grandfathers bought it for me. And I remember moving to Nantucket and kids made fun of me. For a Huffy? Yeah, you because had they had, I forget, what is the it, a BMX Predator? I don't know. Everybody a, yeah. had a way better bike. And then the pegs and the, and the, the, the wheels <laughs> so right on the back. There were so many kids. But, you know, kids back then, like, were you fifth grade? You might have a little summer job and who knows. But, yeah, oh, they were way better than Huffy. I forget. I mean, is it a Predator? Diamondback? Diamondback. Maybe, yeah, that was definitely was, a brand. Everybody wanted a Diamondback like, a when I was predator. a Predator. I just wanted, like, a real right. Predator or something. Like, you know, I'm like, but I got made fun of. And you're like, what? A, you know. Whatever. You're going to get made fun of. You're like, all right, my bike's not cool here. We used, to, um, we used to ride to abandoned It had numbers on it, too. It was like oh. number 56. I think I took off the numbers to make it cooler. Because people were like, oh, number 56, when you race? And you're like, uh, no. no. It's just on the bike. <laughs> Should have lied. I mean, wait. Yeah, I do. But yeah, I did. <laughs> I did back home. There's no racing around here. Um, but, you know, um, I think we're making some mistakes with kids. We get a realize what we're doing as a society we've yeah. got to make a change prescription drugs i think yeah there's just so much we need for uh, and the big money doesn't want to change right because they're making big money money off the small per, like the wealth is held with the greater wealth it's just crazy it's such a small percentage of the human population the global population there's just so much wealth being held by such a select small few. How do we make a change as a smaller guy? You know, we've got to demand it, right? We've got to demand it. We've got to vote. We've got to make Stop change. Go it. like, we don't want prescription drugs like advertised and like, oh, that's the answer. Like, we, there's got to be other answers because we grew up. Um, we evolved without these drugs and we didn't need them. But all of a sudden now we need a drug for everything. I'm like, get in shit. We're like, oh, yes, there's, there's time. There's times for anything, right? People are in more pain now. 
I think we talked about that last yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. People are more pained. And we have an opioid problem. Um, because, you know, I mean, at a certain point, we're humans, we're going to die. Like, how long are we extending it? And is it quality of life? Yes, there's times for chemotherapy and there's whatever drug there is. But I think now we're just a prescription culture. Like, I don't feel good. Oh, I'm fat. Let me take a freaking prescription. I don't think that's the answer, guys. But hey, guys with more money are telling you and convincing you with their mini freaking movie of a commercial and convincing you you're going to be happy. And if you look at the side effects and if you read and look at these things, I've talked about it before. Um, What is that book I talked about? Prescription. um, I don't remember you talk about a bunch of books i know that book it's fantastic um but it, it's on prescriptions and healthcare. i'm gonna forget i'm sorry guys i'm blanking all, on it but you could google symptoms. it um it's just changing our culture and do we really need it and the side effects and everything else and even people getting what they want out of that drug is not <laughs> even 50%, I believe. So it's like really 50% of you. I don't want to be taking something like that, but people are just looking for the easy button. I talk about it like struggle guys do something, but you know, let's all look at it. You know, how can we be better as a society, as parents? It's tough stuff guys. I know, but we've got to make a change. We've got to call for it. Um, I don't know. I'm law, you know, besides I go, I'll run for president. Somebody's got to make luck. a freaking change. Um, but how do you do that? You need, cause what was a it? What did I say? Dollars. Like, is it how many million? Oh, it, just to start something like 200 million. I mean, yeah. I forget. I mean, what, what they spent, what Trump spent on that last one and what Biden spent on that one. Was it a billion each or something crazy? Well, sir, through the whole thing, I think it was about a billion dollars each. But there were certain segments where they were spending about $100,000 a month on just advertising on, um, you know, all of that craziness. So you have to have a huge war chest, as they call it, right? Just to, to have a hope and a prayer. And then if you do get that much money, are you going to be allowed to participate in the debates and yeah. all that stuff? So it's like, yeah, one... the whole system's kind of a... I don't know. It feels like I only get two choices. Yeah. We need you know? a grassroots right in. Like, I, I don't know. Does any, I don't want to really go through. I hate the YouTube comments. Can I brush it off? Sure. <laughs> um, but nobody wants it, right? Nobody out there. Joe Rogan doesn't want it. Jocko doesn't want it. Nobody really wants to have the personal assault on themselves and their family. But those are the, like we've got to shut those voices up and make a freaking change before it's too late. You know, I, I'm not seeing anybody out there. I was really hoping that somebody like a Joe Rogan, which really kind of looks at both sides and we need left and right. And that's, that's the world. We need different points of view, but it's so polarized. I don't know what we can do out there to make a change in America. But if we don't, it's bad. It's, I don't, I don't know where we go and, you know, Hey, it's the zombie court apocalypse. Um, it's civil war. It's China invading us. And there's so many, it's just crazy, but we've got to make a change with our kids politically. We need to make a change. These big giant companies controlling the narrative. And is it the correct narrative? Or are they following kind of the wrong thing? They don't know that it's the wrong narrative. They think they're doing right, right? So many people think what they're doing is right. That's That's why we need a good balance. That's why we need to, I think we really need to make a big political change. These, this two party system and (sighs) controlling everything. They need to be out of there quicker. That would be one of my things, you know, the common sense party. And then you're out. (laughs) Like, let's just try to run with common sense and 
human interest is a whole is a global like human interest of what we're doing here in America. Let that filter out because it's crazy um, out there. I mean, there was a civilized to death toddlers like are less active in the short period that they looked. They monitored like these kids are barely active. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a something that begins with a, a myo something. It's an eye disorder or disease. What was it? Myocarditis? Yes, I think so. That more kids are getting, because they're not going outside. They're not going outside, so they're suffering like, and they're looking at screens and all this stuff. Guys, let's make a change. Um, It's got to start small, and it sucks, right? Making a change to work out sucks, and doing all this stuff, trying to make this change. I feel like this change maybe might feel like, for some people of like starting exercise and try to lose the 50 pounds, but you just got to start. I don't know what to do besides, you know, Hey, I'll run. Um, I'll take the heat. We've got to make a change. And then you bring in smarter people, but it's freaking common sense guys. You don't, you know, sometimes like guys, sometimes you feel the smarter these people are, the dumber they are, oh, but yeah. um, We've got to do something, guys, or it's our kids, our grandkids, and the the rate of change that we're seeing now, it's really going to be, you know, where's my daughter? Where's my sons when they're 50? What's it going to look like? We've got to make a change. We've got to start. So, guys, get out there. Make a change. Try to do something positive. Just talk about this stuff, you know, that just talk, you know. You know, maybe boycott Netflix. I don't know. Josh, roll that music because it's time to get the heck out of here and get some people in shape with Project Fit uh, that I've got coming up here. Hey, if you're looking for self-defense, fitness, um, pistol craft, rmsdf.com is our sponsor here of the John Hallett Podcast. Look, guys, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just trying to suck less. Look for that PDF coming soon, guys. I'm out.